Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a weekly show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running an Eberron homebrew game called Eberron the Second Morning. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to help support this show and all of the other work that I do, you can do so by going over to patreon.com slash slyflourish and becoming a patron. Uh, patrons help pay for all of the various odds and ends that I need in order to keep shows like this going. They also get access to a bunch of exclusive stuff and previews to things that are coming out in the future. So it's a great way to support the show and a good way to get uh, access to some other things. You also get like a monthly newsletter and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, that was the intro. People want to know what the intro is like. That's the intro. So, um, today, uh, yeah, uh, Turbo KKV says, Mike does a lot of work to be lazy. I do a lot of work to help you be lazy, but I am lazy in other areas. Now, if my prep looks like a lot of work, that's probably a problem because the prep should be lazy. Uh, for example, I've got a game in two hours and I haven't even thought about it at all. And today, and I'm not going to think about it for like an hour. So it means I got about an hour to think about the game uh, and talk to you guys about stuff. So um, uh, give the laziest man the hardest job and he'll find the easiest way to do it. Exactly. That's exactly right. Like what are, what are the, what are the, you know, what are it's laziness is really about efficiency, but the efficient GM, eh, that's probably not a bad title. Somebody, one of you guys could run with the efficient dungeon master. I think somebody might have, but to me, that's really the key. Lazy, however, sells more. And, and somebody said, like, uh, I got a note from someone today saying, oh, you know, such a great marketing idea to pick lazy. And I'm like, that was total luck. I don't remember where I came up with it, you know, but it wasn't it wasn't through some Machiavellian scheme um, to sell books. I, I It just, oh, shit. And I might kick out. Hello. Uh. You can hear me? Sound is good? Mic is on? Why did my uh, little my little thingy went away? Okay. Wow, that sucks. Somehow in um uh in Streamlabs OBS, my mic indicator disappeared and I don't know why. And that's bothersome because now I can't make sure that my voice is going fine. So, you have to tell me in chat if anything goes wrong with my voice. Um So, laziness. Yeah. Um Whatever. Let's prep some D&D. Uh, so uh, in our last game, uh, so to give a quick summary of the game, we are at the tail end of an adventure in which the characters are stopping uh, villains from getting a hold of the next weapon of mourning, the weapon that can cause devastation as bad as what happened in the nation of Sire that caused the mourning. Yeah, the mic indicator is being lazy, apparently so. So, um, the characters have been chasing a particular villain named Leto Skull. Leto Skull is an Oni, uh, who is an, an Oni opportunist who has been trying to get the weapon for himself. He ended up joining up with the Droam, uh, the group of the, the monstrous nation of the Droam run by the daughters of Sorakel. And he, he and the daughters have managed to make their way to the city of Making in the center of the Mornland, a destroyed city that's essentially like the Los Alamos of, uh, of the Eberron, where um, the House Keneth and the Nation of Sire worked together to build the weapon, of, the weapon and then it, it went off when it wasn't supposed to. 
and uh, destroyed all of the Mornland. So they're at ground zero for the original morning, the original, the, the original morning. Uh, and they're trying to stop a group from making the next weapon. Uh, so making sits around a, a structure called the claw rift and the claw rift was, uh, essentially a power source that they use to build the weapon and they want to use it again. Uh, and it's essentially like Chernobyl. It is, imagine it, you know, I've, I've got an idea of what claw rift is actually like, because I'm, I'm using it in my other game already. And it's essentially at the time was a very old gateway, very old, very powerful gateway that could open up to multiple planes of existence. And they use the energy from these other planes to fuel the weapon, but it went off and it blew up the gateway and it blew up all of sky of, of claw rift, which was this big structure that went down deep into the earth, a couple thousand feet into the earth. And it blew a hole through the whole city and it created the morning and it just went, wiped out everybody nearby and white went across the whole nation and destroyed the entire nation of sire. Right. The great big think like a great big meltdown. And so claw rift is now this gaping hole with this beam of energy pouring out of it. Right. And it's very dangerous. And, um, but it still has the same power there. And so the daughters of Sora Kel and Lita Skull are going there with a couple of other MacGuffins to build the weapon. And the characters are arriving there to stop them. And that's, that's the real plot of, of the game. They spent a bunch of time in, uh, Sharn and then they made their way across the Eastern part uh, or the Western part, Southwestern part of, um, uh, Corvair. Uh, hitting a bunch of cities along the way, then eventually making their way into the Mornland, uh, where they found a where they were they were transported by a psychotic sentient warforged train god named Karshak. They helped Karshak merge with a partner sentient warforged train personality called Mycenta and became a new one called Vallis. Uh, Vallis is now waiting outside of the city of making, actually outside of the glass plateau to pick them up when they are done. Uh, so our heroes in the last game made their way across the glass plateau, made their way to the city of making and decided to go around the outer edge of making uh, rather than go through the front gates. And around the outer edge, they found a crashed airship uh, that had smashed into the wall of making. And they're going to make their way through the crashed airship uh, and get into the city through that avenue. Uh, so we will start our session today, our notes taking, by generating a session planning template. Uh, we have a new thing, uh, 27 December, last game of the year for me, I think. No, 31st is uh, the Wednesday, so I think... Um, Right. What what day is Thursday? What day is Wednesday? Is Wednesday New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? Uh, I might have one more game before the end of the year. Getting in. Uh, Wednesday is the thirtieth. Uh, cool. So uh, I will have one more game before the end of the year. So um. Uh, Sunday, Eberron game. Uh, so we are going to review, we'll start by reviewing the characters. Um, and we will, uh, 
do we want the gallery view? I created four views in my characters database. I have my Sunday table, my Sunday gallery, my Wednesday table, my Wednesday gallery. And this is cool because I can sort of bring up everybody's, um, I need to reposition that guy. Do, do, do. Um, I can reposition, I can, I can um, view how I want to view. Very cool. Uh, so um, we have Zarentir Delander, and this one is going to have uh, a big, so Zarentir is going to have a good connection into this game because it's a Delander airship that crashed. And we need to figure out more about what the airship is and does he have a, you know, who who flew the airship that is a member of Zarentir's family? Oh, could be a fun one. Uh, we have Saber. Uh, Saber is the um, monk of the four four way four way monk. What do they call it? The four winds. Uh, and a shifter bounty hunter. Uh, we have uh, Shift, who is a one of the first Warforged ever built. Uh, her patron is the is Lady Elmaro of the Emerald Claw. Uh, Lady Elmaro is hoping that Shift will steal the weapon and bring it to the Emerald Claw. Probably not going to happen. Uh, we have Shane Husk, uh, famed novelist. Uh, who wrote about the morning and now is seeing it firsthand, having traveled through making. He actually went to making back when it was, uh, back when it existed originally. Uh, Banner, who fought uh, in the Way of Four Elements, yes. Uh, we have Banner, another Warforged follower of the Becoming God, and Paladin, who fought as part of the, fought in the last war and then was actually a member of the Lord of Blades before he left. Uh, they're probably going to come close to Lord of Blades people this week. Uh, and we have Arwen Chi Sizu, who is a um, member of House Civis uh, and an artificer uh, who had to uh, destroy her father's memory crystal in order to create uh, Valis. So that is kind of interesting, too. So those are the characters. Uh, the strong start, I think weather would be a good strong start. I think having some fun weather. So they're they're going to be uh, weather as they climb into the airship. Um, so I made a little sort of wacky weather table uh, for go to our locations uh, for the glass plateau. Uh, I have a weather table. Uh, so why don't we roll? Let's get our d20. Let's get some of our dice out here. Um, something from Tasha's. So you, you can do the, the those weird elements. Yeah, are not bad. And maybe, yeah, that might be fun. Um, you know, you can always, always kind of have some wacky stuff like that. Uh, so we're going to roll a 12-sided die. And we hit one. Acidic rain. I think they already hit acidic rain. I used acidic rain for somebody else, so we're not going to do acidic rain. Uh, eight, necrotic lightning. That's pretty good, right? Necrotic lightning is good. Um, so a necrotic lightning storm, right? Uh, and is it the sky dancer? I think the Sky Dancer is the name of the ship, but let me let me be sure. Um, so we go to Eberron Campaign. 
the database and I am looking for um, locations uh, and we are going to making. Uh, it looks like it is the Sky Dancer. Let's look at our uh, Sky Dancer. Yeah. So, um, so the first, I learned a trick. Uh, let me show you a new Notion trick. Somebody, somebody told me about this. Uh, so I want to create a new location for the Sky Dancer, right? I want to have a, um, I want to create a location for the Sky Dancer. I want to drop maps and I want to drop some other things in there, uh, things that they might discover, stuff like that. So, um, Here's how you, here's a new trick for creating a new page in location that actually goes to the database. So I type in at Sky Dancer, right? And it says new page in, and I hit that, and I type in Eberron, uh, Eberron campaign database, right? And it says add to page Eberron campaign database. And I say, bang, it is now in the database. It's not tagged yet. So when I click it, I want to go in here and make a tag and say it's a location tag. But now, uh, if, you know, I now have a new page uh, for the Sky Dancer that's in the campaign database. The trick that I had to do with this is the I had to rename it Eberron campaign database so that it didn't clash with my other databases. Because if you type campaign database by itself and you have a bunch of them, so you need to name it after the campaign. You want to have a frost, you know, a frost maiden campaign database. You want to give it a unique name for your database so that you can look it up when you're adding a new page to it. But now if you see, I have a Sky Dancer, there's now a Sky Dancer location, right? So that's a way, it's a very, like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of work to show you, but the cool bit is that means you can make a page in another page while you're typing, the workflow is really good because it means you don't have to leave and go somewhere else to create a new location. Uh, and then have making, which I already have. Um, so those are, so the Sky Dancer, and then I can, I can do at Sky Dancer here. And now it's linked to, um, uh, Um, now, uh, now it's linked, right? And so now I can click Sky Dancer and go there. Uh, so we're going to get to the Sky Dancer in a minute. So explore, the scenes are explore the Sky Dancer, um, and then make their way into making. And I think if we look at our, we're going to look at our, um, um, if we, um, they're going to be starting, they're going to be pretty close to the Warforge stuff. So I think like when we look at our point crawl, we're going to look at our point crawl map. Uh, that's this guy, right? And they are, so they went to the gates of making, they took the secret path to the runoff. They went through the runoff across Blackwater Way to the Skydancer wreck. This, the, and then they're going to see that there's a Scorch Trench uh, that leads along and the Scorch Trench uh, is is going to lead towards the fortress of blades, which is where the warforged are. So they're gonna, you know, they're gonna they're 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 gonna have to figure out their path there. This means they may skip most of the rest of making, uh, because the fortress of blades is going to have a path to get into claw rift. So um, uh, so that's going to be we're, we're, we'll look at what the point crawl, what the point crawl looks like, um, as in in our in part of our prep. 
and then uh, the plan to get into Claw Rift. Why did that not work? I didn't highlight it. Claw Rift. Uh, so, so we have our scenes. Uh, that's a lot of stuff going on. You know, all those big, those are like, that's the big, the big scenes, right? So secrets and clues. Um, so one, one thing worth considering, one thing worth mentioning, I think, is like, I'm kind of ready to move on. I'm starting to think more about Frost, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I think my groups are having a really good time. They're enjoying Eberron a lot. I love Eberron. Boy, do I love Eberron. We may go back, right? We may, we may, maybe next campaign. I don't know how long Frostmaiden will be. So, and there might not be another adventure by then. So, um, uh, so we may go back, but boy, Eberron's a fantastic setting. I'm going to do a whole video on Eberron and my love of Eberron and sort of, uh, uh, you know, looking back over the, about a year that we spent not, not quite a year, about nine months, a little bit more, 10 months or so in Eberron. And, oh, it's such a great setting. I just love it. Um, but I'm also kind of happy to have this campaign over. Like it's, it's some stress when you've got a campaign that's rolling and rolling and rolling and going on and on and on and you kind of want to be done with it. So um, I'm kind of ready to go on, which means I don't mind if they skip a lot of stuff in the city of making, as long as they feel like they went through a city, I'm ready for them to go into Claw Rift and face the villains and save the day. Like I'm, I'm ready for all that to happen. Um, why Keith Baker just wants you to have more fun than is allowed by law. As, yeah, Keith Baker, everyone. By the way, Keith Baker's doing a new book. Uh, so he did, uh, and I have it right here, uh, and I've, I've talked about it on this show. I think I did a big preview called Exploring Eberron, uh, which is Keith Baker's like director's cut of Eberron. It has a whole section on the Droam in here that I use. Beautiful book. Really, really great. Great, great book. Great artwork. Um, you know, lots of awesome stuff in here to, to sit next to your Eberron Rising of the Last War book. Uh, and he's doing another book. So if you think about like all those Eberron books that came out, it's really cool when you have like this, this is an area where the DMs guild is really doing an awesome job. Uh, and probably better. I wonder if it's better than the deal. Like it'd be interesting for Keith. It is a big book. Yeah. It's a big, thick thing. Um, it is 246 pages. Yeah. It's about 250 pages. Uh, so I wonder if it's a better deal for him. God, the full color, full page art is really, really nice. Um, so the cool bit is Wizards of the Coast doesn't feel like making lots of books about a particular setting. Like they did Rising of the Last War and that was pretty much it for them, right? I don't think they're going to go back to Eberron. Keith Baker can go back to Eberron and he can write it on his own in his own publishing house KB presents, right? He's got the logo on the back and he can write Eberron stuff from the guy who made Eberron exactly the way he wants it with his own editing and his own art and all, and all his own commission stuff. Um, and, and, and make this book, right? And he could do this forever. So that, that's, that means we can get like, we can sort of have our cake and eat it too. Wizards won't be putting out tons and tons of books that sort of make the whole industry sort of bigger and bloatier on their own, but the creators can. So, um, he's got another book coming out. I presume that this book did well enough. How did it, is it, a, what, what kind of, uh, exploring Eberron is the number one most popular title on the dungeon masters guild currently. 
And I wonder, is it a, it is an adamantine bestseller. So it's a, that's that, at least 5,000 copies, I think is right. I think that's what an adamantine bestseller means. 190 ratings, right? So one can hope. Now, the, the problem with it is he can only ever write it here on the DMs Guild. He cannot kickstart it, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but he sold 5,000 copies at $30 a PDF, you know, so hopefully he did well enough that, um, it's, you know, it, it was enough for him to make more. Um, so that's really great. I forget why I got talking about exploring Eberron. Um, just that there's more Eberron and he's got another book coming out too. Uh, he just talked about on, just talked about on Twitter. So that, that'll be exciting to see. Secrets and clues. Uh, so we need some stuff about the airship. So what was the house Lirandar, the sky dancer? Uh, what was the sky dancer transporting to making when the, when the morning happened, what were they bringing in? Um, uh, yeah, Evil John says, it's insane that one bookshelf hasn't built a crowdfunding component. One would really hope, and particularly in the DMs Guild. Like if they, like, because you don't need it. They don't need a crowdfunding component for drive for drive through because I can do Kickstarter. Um, but they do for the DMs Guild. And I don't think they're ready for that yet. I just, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, what was the Sky Dancer transporting? We want something kind of cool and creepy and maybe new like what's something that we haven't that we haven't touched on um a, a fun eberroni thing like i've done a lot with like mutated warforged i've done a ton of like mutated warforged um what if it was filled with karnath so uh what if it was filled with karnath spies like karnath ghoul ghoul assassins I've already done ghoul assassins. I already did Karnath ghoul assassins. Um, a forsaken child. That's interesting. Um, <coughs> um, something to do with the dreaming dark. A Dakani artifact. Those aren't bad. A live dragon. That's interesting. Um, so I've had Dakani stuff before I've had, um, uh, I'm, so dreaming dark, I have lack the orb. So dreaming dark could be kind of interesting, but, um, it could be a, uh, portal crystal. Um, Uh, a portal crystal to Dalcor. This can tie in with lack. Um, the Sky Dancer is transporting a portal crystal to Dalcor that, that they had planned to use in Clarus before the morning. Uh, before the morning occurred and lack uh, lack the sentient orb um, can feel the crystal 
and demands that the characters go get it. Uh, that's a good one. Um, what could be protecting? Is there something that's still around that is protecting uh, that's protecting the crystal? Like weird nightmare creatures. Um, we have those fun, the for, are they called Forsaken? Um, those crazy monsters. I've used them before, but they're fun. Uh, what are the, the, the shadow fell nightmare creatures from, uh, I think they're in Morden Canaan's, um, and they're pretty powerful. Yeah. The angry, the angry and the hungry and those guys, what are they called? Sorrow sworn. Um, sorry, sworn. So, uh, we could have it being protected by some of these guys, like the hungry, man, these guys are nasty. I've run these before. Uh, I ran them in ghost of salt marsh, but I don't think people will remember. Um, Uh, if the creature can, if the creature, the hunger can see regains hit points, the hunger gains two benefits until the end of its next turn. It has advantage on attack rolls and spite deal 22 extra necrotic damage. Um, these guys hit, these guys hit hard for their weight class. The lonely. Um, each creature within five feet must succeed, thrives on company. Those are pretty good. A couple of like, like we could do a hungry and a couple of lonelies um, and make them sort of, uh, these could be sort of dragon of the lost. Ooh, the lost look good. Look at those arm spikes. The wretched. I'm not gonna do the wretched. I think I've already done that, but the lost were pretty good. So it could be like the crew so I think we're gonna use these guys. Um, so let's see, we'll open that in the new window, that in the new window. These are also really good scary dudes for um, level 11 characters. Uh, so we're gonna go down to monsters. Uh, so I add a new, new thing, the deadly encounter benchmark, right? And so to figure out the deadly encounter benchmark, who wants to remind us in chat how to do the deadly encounter benchmark? Um, and it's, if I recall, uh, it's around, uh, 66, or, um, if I have five players, uh, it is, um, uh, five times 11 is 55, half of 55. Add levels divided by two. Correct. Yay. Um, so 55 divided by two is 27. So that's the deadly threshold. Uh, deadly encounter benchmark, isn't that, aren't those just burpees? <laughs> uh, so we are going to grab these monsters. 
uh, and I'm just going to paste them right in. I'm not going to bother. Um, so let's see when the sky dancer crashed uh the crystal in it mutated the crew into horror half dreamscape horrors that's kind of cool um Uh, agents of the Lord of Blades tried to get onto the ship and were torn apart. They've left it ever since. That's because the Lord of Blades stuff and, and the, um, the ship are somewhat close by, which means his Lord of Blades agents would have been most likely to, uh, reach the ship. So that's good. Um... And now we get, um, so who's leading the Lord of Blades? Do we, I don't think we want the actual Lord of Blades. Um, but we could have a, like a general, you know, a, a, a commander, a Lord of Blades commander. Uh, scythe, did I already use a scythe? Let's see if I already used a scythe. Uh, quick find. Uh, I use, no, it doesn't look like it. Oh, yeah, I did have a scythe, and it was Shift Sister, Unknown Sister, but I don't know that I don't know that we're ever going to see that. My other group did. Um, combine? Uh, I'm thinking, like, weapon, like, you know, uh, cool, cool name for a Warforged Commander of the Lord of Blades. Uh, broadsword. I'll go with Broadsword. Um, yeah, you need like a transformer names. Like, let's look at names of transformers. List of the transformer characters. Uh, we'll go for Decepticons. Dun, dun, dun. Reflector, Shrapnel. Shrapnel's a good one. Do they have Shrapnel in the... Bone Crusher. Triptychon. Drag Strip. Brawl. Onslaught. Bruticus. Man, whoever came up with these names. Razor Claw. We like some of these. Uh, we'll go with a razor claw. I like broadsword. We'll use the other ones. Um, uh, commander of the Lord of Blades forces in uh, making seeks entry into claw claw rift um 
the Lord of Blades uh, have uncovered a massive warforged worm and plan to use it to breach the middle tunnels of sky of uh, Clawrift. Uh, worm beneath beneath the citadel. I don't have a citadel. Um, what do I call the blades place? Uh, I called it the fortress of blades. So let's see if there's a fortress of blades. Oh boy, I lost my place. Um, yay, I have a Fortress of Blades page already. Let's take a look at how... Do I have a map? I think I already picked a map. I'm curious what map I picked. It's a big one. It's a big map. Yeah, that's cool. A Warforged Purple Worm. That's exactly right. That'll get people interested. Uh, Lord of Blades have uncovered a massive Warforged Worm beneath the Fortress of Blades. Oh, uh, Clawrift, the daughters. The daughters of Sorkel have surrounded uh, Clawrift with a massive... Uh, prismatic wall. Uh, only the daughters hold the key. Two of the daughters are already in Claw Rift with Lido Skull. Uh, the third daughter. Uh, and her name is, she's the seer. Um, Terraza, Sora Terraza. Remains in, uh, oh, bolded, doesn't need to be bolded. Uh, in the earth moat, the daughter's earth moat. Uh, what other secrets do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, so I've got eight secrets. Uh, other things that they, let's see. Uh, uh, Broadsword hopes to snatch up the weapon in the chaos of the battle after it's been created. Uh, Broadsword has an airship. He plans to use to move. Let's make Broadsword a she. She plans to use to move 
um, a weapon after they have recovered it. The airship is called, what were some of our great transformers? Riptide. The Riptide. So that's cool. So there's an airship there, right? They can try to steal the airship. So that can work. Uh, what else? So that's that. You have some good secrets. I got some good secrets there. So I got my scenes. I, I've reviewed the characters. Bink. I have a strong start. I have my scenes. I have my secrets and clues. Time for some fantastic locations. So let's talk about the Sky Dancer. First part of this, because I think I'm already prepping more than I need. Because I'm already prepping the whole. Um, so I think in uh in the squeeze as much as we can out of the books that we paid for category we go to rising of the last war and i think there's building adventures uh what we need is a map of an airship and i gotta imagine that somewhere in here if we click on the images and we click through them we will find uh an airship map Mm, sad. Uh, let's go to the next chapter and see. If anybody knows the section that has a map, they have a lot of maps in here. That's pretty cool. What's this? Uh, I think we're going to use this map uh, instead of... Um, the other, I like this a lot. I don't know what that is. What the hell is that? There's a lot of good maps in here. Uh, they got Dyson, Dyson logos to do a bunch of good maps. The Fortified Outpost. Uh, so I think this is going to be the keep. This is We're going to use this for, for the keep. That's good. Look at that. That's cool. Lord of Blades kicking some ass. Dude loves his knives. Uh, the Warforged Ossuary. Probably don't need that. Uh, big Demon Ruins. Uh, thanks, Lord Kazuma. See you tonight. Looking forward to the show. As you can tell, I've been thinking about it. We have the big Warforge guy, of course. I used that map before. That was really good. It's so great. All these maps. How come there's no airship map? There's a train. There's got to be an airship map in here somewhere, right? Where's the airships? Ugh. Somewhere I need an airship map. <laughs> I used that map. I used a lot of the stuff from this. It's really great. I feel like I got my... You don't think there's a map of an airship? That sucks. Oh, am I going to have to go back to Ghost of Saltmarsh again? Did I already have him climb through a ship? I think I did. If I use the same map again. Um, airship map. Let's see. 
I'm going to go scour the internet like a barbarian. Uh, this one looks pretty good. Pinterest maps, man. Problem with Pinterest is it uh, it requires all these logins and stuff. Ugh, hassle. This is still on Pinterest. Pinterest has a lot of good maps, I guess, but uh, not not handy. And I know that um, Dyson doesn't have a lot of map. That's one thing. He doesn't like doing ships, he said. So he doesn't have a lot of maps of ships. I thought this was going to be way easier. Uh, I didn't expect this to be such a pain in the ass. Uh, I need a multi-floor. So yeah, we'll go to battle maps. And we will search for airship on Reddit and just do battle maps. I'm looking for a multi-story uh, airship map. Uh, a good one in Whisper of the Vampire Blade. Let's take a look at that. Uh, Whisper of the Vampire Blade. I happen to have that adventure. And where can I find the map? Scroll, 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 scroll. There's an airship. That's cool. I need one that's got like a hull. If not, I'm going to have to steal the same stupid map from... Oh, there we go. Cloud's Destiny. That looks good. Uh, now, the problem I have with it is I don't have a non... Um, I don't have a um, uh, I don't have a non-marked up one. It'll do. Um, I do not have an article listing favorite places to get map and arts. I, I tell you, when Dyson doesn't when Dyson doesn't have something, I'm I'm hosed. I hit the internet like everyone else. Mike Schley is great. Uh, Jared Blando is great. Um, Elvin Tower is great. Uh, I, I don't recall them having airship stuff, though. This is a good one. This is multi-story, multi-floor, you know, um, pretty pretty great stuff. Um, and they'll start off on the upper deck. Upper deck will be kind of wrecked and make their way down uh, until they get to the uh, to the lower uh, to the lower reaches. So that will work out. Uh, and it's already got names of places in here. So I'm, I'm pretty good with that. And I don't think I need to like build out many encounters. I, it could certainly use some treasure found here. So we'll see about what treasure they might discover. Uh, but I think that that's pretty set. Let's go back to my 
uh, my Notion notes here. Um, so I think from a prep perspective, I don't really need to add much to this. Like I think I'm, I think I'm pretty good. Um, I got my secrets. I got my locations. Uh, NPCs. So I'm gonna ask. I think a fun question is what relative of uh, Zarentir, uh flew the Sky Dancer. Um. It's also worth, like when you throw in monsters, it's always worth throwing in an NPC that might be friendly. Um, so, Maul, uh, a companion of Banner during the war, uh, wounded. So that's something they can talk to and learn some secrets. Uh, any other um npcs i mean we always have lack uh i need to make a broadsword so we're gonna make a new broadsword and again we go we we click on oh i didn't want to do that that didn't work Create new page in, and we say uh, everyone campaign database. Bank. And now I got menu NPC. And you go bank NPC. Um, and probably villain, right? They are both an NPC on a villain. And I need a female Warforge picture. How about a non sexy? Female Warforged. That's that's not bad. Um, be kind of funny if Broadsword didn't fight with a Broadsword. That's badass. I like that one. We're taking that one. That looks awesome. And we have leader of the blades. Yeah, look, it's got guns in it. Uh, leader of the uh, Lord of Blades agents in making um yeah she's pretty awesome uh so i've got her as an npc uh who what other npcs do we have we have broadsword we have the daughters can't spell but it knows what i meant we have Lido, and i think cavella's here I heard a good tip that I'll share. Um, <laughs> Scipio's broadsword pushes up her glasses. Um, actually, it's an arming sword. Funny. I don't care. Um, so a good tip that I heard 
Um, we can make a NPC card for Maul. Page in. The search when you're building a page is a little slow. It's kind of a bummer. Uh, and let's look up another Warforge picture for Maul. This one should be carrying a Maul. Hey, there we go. A Maul carrying, a guy named Maul carrying a Maul. Uh, former of Banner. Why did that picture not come in? There we go. NPC. Really nice and fun. This is why I love Notion, right? I just love being able to like quickly click in and out and build pages. And now I've got like these little cards of NPCs that I can then pull into other cards and add notes to them and then pull them back in. It really, uh, you know, the, the hyperlinking nature, the wiki-like nature of Notion makes it a joy to build notes. Uh, I know I keep pimping Notion, but boy, is it good. Really, it really works well. Treasure, I need some treasure. Uh, and for treasure, we're just gonna go to our good friend Donjon, because I don't feel like figuring out treasure. So we're gonna go to Donjon, we go to 5e, we go to treasure, treasure generator. And we do, they are 11 hordes. Uh, I need to, the one thing I don't like about Donjon is that it doesn't scale. It, 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 it makes it too narrow. Uh, plus two ammunition crossbow bolts. Do we have anybody that uses a crossbow? Uh, I can't remember, but maybe. So this doesn't look so bad. Twenty plus two crossbow bolts. Wow. Elixir of health, potion of giant, stone giant strength, superior healing. Those are good. How about a permanent, another permanent magic item? I got too many windows open now and I'm confused. We need to talk about the point crawl still. We'll do a little bit of chat about that. I got 10 minutes. Oh, I need that. Oh, God. I, no. Oh, damn. I closed the wrong window. Shucks. Because that looks awesome. We're going to take that copy image and we were going to put that in uh, one of the other locations, which is, uh, what do we call it? Fortress? The Fortress of Blades. And in the Fortress of Blades, we are going to delete this picture and we're going to paste in that picture. Uh, but there is also a version of that. Um, there was a portion of that, that, uh, uh I can't find it again. 
Oh, there it is. That's the one, right? Copy image. Let's just open a new tab, make sure it's the full high res. Copy image, and we paste it in here. That way I have a map I can drop to the characters, the players, and a map that I can look at. And I think it already describes things. And one thing I like about these maps is it already talks about what's in what. So I don't have to um, I don't have to come up with much, right? I could come up with some uh, fantastic features. Wouldn't be so bad. Um, but really, I don't need it. Um, so that is good. Um, and I don't think they're getting to the Fortress of Blades anytime soon. Uh, a key to Warforged is just grab NPCs uh, and then make them Warforged. So if you want a wide range of Warforged stuff, like I, I forget what traits Warforged have in particular that actually matter. Uh, and the answer is, if you can't remember, you probably don't need to. Oh, God. Uh, Warforged resilience, advantage on saving throws against poison, immune disease, magic, can't put it to sleep. Um, is that really like the only features of Warforged? I mean, they have like the higher natural armor. So you basically just go grab your 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 regular uh, NPCs and make them Warforged variants. So you can have Warforged champions and you can have War, War, Warforged Blackguard. It'd be pretty awesome, right? Maybe, uh, yeah. Uh, it's possible. Although CR... Um, could have a Warforged Death Knight would be would be pretty terrible. Um, but Warforged Blackguard would be pretty great. Maybe a slightly more powerful Warforged Black Blackguard uh, for uh, broadsword. Go to my NPCs. I'll go to broadsword, and she is a Warforged Blackguard. But we'll make her legendary. I'll give her legendary actions and legendary resistances. Warforged Rasnisi. Yeah, that works. And give her an AC of twenty because she's got not, she's got all the armors. Um, what was I gonna do? I forget. I wanted to have a permanent magic item for Don John, so it's. See what permanent magic item uh, it comes up with. Drift globe. A rod of rulership, robe of eyes. Uh, adamantine armor, adamantine breastplate, and chainmail. What is a rod of rulership like? That sounds like fun. Uh, yeah, action presents rather obedience is a creature of your choice that you can see within 120 feet. Creature must use wisdom, sorry, but charmed for eight hours while charmed this way. The creature regards you as a trusted leader. If harmed by you or your companions, I can't be used again until the next dawn. So you can charge, you can charm one creature. Um, each creature of your choice that you can see, each target that's a lot of people. I don't like it. I don't want people. I don't want to walk around with nine charmed guys. That sounds like a pain in the ass. Uh, Ion Stone of Sustenance. Eh, boring. Robe of Eyes. 
that could be fun with the whole uh let's see in all directions dark vision can see invisible creatures That looks like fun. I think we're gonna do a robe of eyes. Be fun against Leto Scott because he loves invisibility. Um, yeah, charm is either game breaking or underwhelming. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's do a quick look at the point crawl. Um, where should we stick this? We'll stick this under locations uh, and we'll say current, the current point crawl. And uh, for this, I think I had it in my last sessions game. So we're going to take a look at old adventures. I scroll all the way to the end and 20th of December, I was keeping track of the point crawl in here. So um, graph finite state machine. I don't know why it says finite state machine. That doesn't need that. Yes, so they made it to um, So this is my point crawl. This is the current point crawl. This is where they they currently are. So what we do is we're going to save this, store it to ping. And then we'll add it into, uh, so here we'll do code. Oh, damn it, hang on. Grab that. You put the code in here. Uh, I don't know why it has a scroll bar. And then, ah, oh, sometimes things are weird. Uh, and then we have the image from our downloads. So that shows the current current location and, and offers up the point crawl so I can add I can add things and show how they're how they're moving along. Um, the full point crawl uh, for funsies we'll put in here. Uh, but that is in making. So we go locations. And we go to making. And I think at the bottom, I've got this whole uh, big version. Right, and that shows all of the locations. So it shows the Skydancer wreck, the runoff, the gates of making, runoff, Skydancer wreck. And it shows that they're on their way to the Fortress of Blades. And then they have choices of which way they can go. So we will grab that. So we're going to save this one. And we'll go back here, code, paste it in. So I've got the whole map and I can cut the map back if I want. And then image, and we're gonna put in the full map. So that way I've got a map I can look at that shows me the whole city of making in a point crawl format. 
This is all in graphviz. Uh, graphviz.it is the name of the site, and you can generate your own node edge style graphs. Um, and uh, you can make great, like handy little point crawl maps. So let's see, I have so many windows open. Um, but yeah, so let's take a look at our notes now. Get rid of that. So I know where the start necrotic lightning storm is going to hit as they're climbing on the way to the sky dancer. Uh, they like that because it means that um, this, as a storm storm cleric, he can change the weather and get rid of the lightning, which is kind of cool. Um, they uh, make their way up to the sky dancer. They crawl through the sky dancer. Their job there is to get the crystal. Got a bunch of secrets and clues, including uh, a character named Broadsword. Um, we'll link her name. Now that I've got a page for her. Um, they're probably going to deal a lot with the Lord of Blades. which should be fun. The neat bit is my other group did another another side of it. So I get, they did a whole thing with the Sil Knights of the Silver Flame, which had a good character connection for them. Over here, I got Lord of Blades, which is all character connection for them. All of it kind of converging on this final, this kind of final situation in Claw Rift. Um, and we'll talk all about Claw Rift when we get closer to it. So I think, and so I got my fantastic locations, the Sky Dancer, Fortress of Blades, the making. I've got, you know, enough material here. I haven't really, you know, like planned out all of the monsters that could work for the um, the Lord of Blades. Uh, I guess real, I could throw some monsters in there real quick. Like, so we have, you know, typical Lord of Blades agents are veterans. Where's my monsters? Um... Uh, we have Warforged veterans, Warforged mages, um, Warforged knights. Like what else? Do they have Warforged assassins? That'd be pretty good. Um, because these are Lord of Blades. They're pretty nasty. Uh, and Warforged, um, titans. And um, Warforged Blackguards. So, yeah. Oh, and then there's Trolls and Ettens, Ogres that uh, belong to the Daughters of Sorakal. So they might run into some of those too. So I got a big like range of monsters, but those are all, you know, like I don't need to look them up and stuff. I don't even know if I'm going to use them. So I don't, I don't have to do a lot of work. So I got my NPC, bunch of NPCs. I got my point crawl maps. Uh, I've got my fantastic locations. I've got my monsters. I've got some treasure. Uh, I've got my scratch pad. I can delete some of this stuff because it's my other group. Um, I am ready to go. I'm ready to run a D&D &D game. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to call it a day and end the show there. I want to thank everybody for coming today. Uh, long, long show for those of you who stuck around for the full two hours. You guys are awesome. For those of you who didn't and just showed up, you guys are awesome too. Uh, so thanks everybody for coming and thank you for watching. If you're checking this out on YouTube, I hope you found it useful and I will, uh, talk to you guys next week and we'll see how things went. So have a great week and, uh, get out there and play some D and D.